Hello, friends. Welcome to Brainworms, the podcast that lives to love and loves to live. I'm Joe. My companions, Kane and David, will be along shortly. We are going to continue to talk about the Devil Game, a magical ritual that we found on the fucking internet that will teach us how to break into a church and make a deal with the Dark Lord Lucifer. We're going to jump right into that in just a second. Before we do that, I'm going to remind you to go to wegiveyoubrainworms.com where you can support us on Patreon. You can jump into our Funky Fresh Discord, engage with all of our other fun content. It's a website, kind of. We made it ourselves. Yeah, here we go. Don't worry, you're not going in totally unprotected. You're in a church. In fact, (laughs) most of the supplies with you are not for any sort of devil-summoning ritual, but for your own protection, old superstitions and folk magic remedies to guard oneself from evil. From what I know of it, the effect's mostly based on the power of belief, so there are probably numerous other objects, artifacts, and procedures that would work just as well. If you'd like to risk being left helpless at the mercy of the devil in order to test that theory, feel free to experiment. You've already told us not to do this. Yeah, I mean, I kind of want to be left helpless at the mercy of the devil, if you know what I'm saying. Nice. Nice. I like this. (laughs) This is a much more interesting direction. That's witchcraft. (laughs) However, for anyone without a psychotic death wish, I'd recommend sticking to the ritual as follows. We've finally gotten to the actual ritual. Nice. Once you're sure you have all the right supplies with you, make your way into the church and find some place to set up. It can be anywhere from the main sanctuary where services are held, to a Sunday school classroom, to a walk-in supply closet, as long as you have a sufficient amount of open floor space and are certain not to be disturbed. How about the bathroom? I'm more likely to find a mirror in there. Set up your mirror first. This is where the devil will appear when you summon him. As such, you mustn't complete the summoning until you've laid down certain wards around it. First, surround the mirror with an unbroken circle of salt. If the mirror is hanging on a wall or door, lay down a semicircle around it instead, making sure that the salt touches the wall at both ends. Why can't the devil pass through the wall? Right. Wouldn't you just uh, put salt at... uh, You know what? (laughs) (sighs) Then wrap your red string around the mirror several times. Unless it's hanging on the wall or door, in which case you can't wrap things around it. Okay. The color red especially red string, is symbolic of protection in the folklore of many cultures and religions. This is also why red candles are a good idea. Can we fact check that, David? Yeah, I was about to say, do you think this person did any research or... Um, no. I think that there is some, I want to say like Italian folklore specifically italy isn't real red is a warding color i i mean i'm happy to like actually fact check that but is the color red a wording color <laughs> so red is passion and you know so it seems like the devil would be stoked about the color red yeah Satan in red. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's often depicted as red, right? Me. So, a witch's guide to color meanings. That'll help. Okay. Sure. Uh, yellow, abundance, orange, creativity. Red is passion. 
often used in love and seduction magic. So it is going to be useful for you, Joe. Oh, sure. But uh, it doesn't say anything about like this specifically says that black is more for, uh, you know, warding off and protection and whatnot, which is in keeping with what I know. But again, folklore is by. Yeah, I mean, there are infinite cultures. Sure. Yeah. Um, Speaking of the candles, set them up around the outside of your circle or semicircle of salt spaced at relatively even intervals. No, you do not have to get out measuring tape and make it exactly perfect, but do at least try to make it look as though it was set up by someone old enough to be trusted with matches. Light the candles in a clockwise fashion, being careful not to disturb the salt. If you break the circle, you'll have to start all over again. Once all of the candles are lit and burning strongly, your protective wards are complete. You are now ready to proceed to the actual summoning. To do so, you must first get the devil's attention and demonstrate <laughs> your resolve by performing some sort of sacrilegious act in the holy space. Like playing Mr. Crowley by Ozzy <laughs> <Yeah>. full blast. <laughs> that would do it. That would definitely get the devil's attention and, and maybe some other people. Like the local constabulary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> law enforcement. Just grab a dove, bite the head off of it. You know, Ow, Nice. Nice. Yeah. Turning a crucifix or cross upside down is fairly conventional, but it's not the only option. For example, I know of a kid who once fulfilled this requirement by scribbling obnoxious graffiti all over a painting of Jesus hanging in a Sunday school classroom. What if you just take a shit? I mean, that's pretty sacrilegious. Yeah. Like you just go to the altar, the pulpit, right? and you just squat down and you just take a shit right there. Does that count? I think that counts, right? Yeah, I feel like that would count. I think you get extra points with the devil because somebody's going to find that after you've gone to jail for breaking the <laughs> The next day they're going to be like, this guy took a shit. Nah, I kind of want to do it. I kind of want to do it now. And just go jerk off on the pulpit. Nah. That's, that's too far? That's too far. Nah. Taking a shit is different, right? It is. It's true. That's true. Years ago... When I was a little Satanist, there was a, a church called Queen of Peace Catholic Church. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I happened to be walking past it, and I had to piss really, really bad. And out in front of the building is a statue of the Blessed Virgin. And I decided that instead of finding, you know, a lovely hidden space like trees or whatnot to, to relieve myself, I did that on the statue. You shat on the statue? No, I, I peed. Okay, okay. I was going to say, that's some next level shit right there. Just <laughs> dropping deuce right there. <laughs> no, but I did pee all over the statue. Sure. Did you summon the devil? Nope, he didn't show up. Well, you didn't have your salt ring. Or a mirror. And it, right. it wasn't midnight. It was late, but it wasn't midnight. The nice thing about turning a cross upside down is that once you've finished your encounter, assuming you've survived it in one piece... You can just flip it right side up again and no one's the wiser, sidestepping the relatively minor but still irritating risk of having your Sunday school turn into a reenactment of the Spanish Inquisition for the next month and a half. What? I am now absolutely convinced that the person who wrote this was like 15 and uh, was still going to church on a regular basis. They'll never suspect. They reference a lot of old person shit though for being 15 like what the 70s rock and even the monty python i mean people know about the spanish inquisition from things other than monty python 
Yeah, I guess you're right. I just assumed they were making that reference. That's because you wanted that reference to be what was being made. You're not wrong. <laughs> That's where I was, too. At this point, let's face it, everyone expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> yep. Put her in the comfy chair! <laughs> <laughs> After you finish doing whatever offensive thing you decide on, shut all doors to the room and turn off all of the lights. All right, I'm taking back the shitting thing. I'm I'm going to need to have air in there if I'm going to take a shit on the floor. Right. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to be trapped in a room with the devil and your own turd. <laughs> Ooh, what if you take a shit in another room and just wipe your ass with a hymnal book? Oh, hey, sure. that's pretty... Uh... Good way to get paper cuts in your butt, though. Mm, mm. You know, sacrifices must be made. Sure. Since we're obviously not doing, you know, goats, then getting a little paper cut on your bum bum might be the, the way it has to go. Fair enough. That'd be a real embarrassing way to get a blood infection. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, okay. After you finish doing whatever offensive thing you decide on, shut all the doors to the room, turn off all of the lights so that the space is lit only by the candle. Face the mirror and stare deeply into it, concentrating on your desired outcome. There are no incantations, no arcane strings of Latin you have to recite. Just look into the mirror and wish as hard as you can for the devil to appear there. After a few minutes of this, when you feel ready, close your eyes and count to ten, then open them. If all has gone correctly, you will no longer see your own reflection. You will be looking at the devil, or at least looking at the way the devil has chosen to appear to you. Chances are he won't look like your conventional red-horned demon with goat legs and a pitchfork, nor any other sort of terrible apparition. No point in scaring you off now. Better to lure you in, make you feel safe. To that end, he generally takes on the appearance of a fairly average, nondescript human being. If anything, he's prone to vanity and will lean toward the more attractive end of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. The only really frightening part of him will be his eyes. No matter how hard he tries, he can't hide the sinister gleam. He can't hide his lion eyes. <laughs> More cliche 70s crap rock. Thank you, Joe. It wouldn't be an episode of anything I do with you without the fucking eagles getting brought up. That's what I do. No matter how hard he tries, he can't hide the sinister gleam smoldering deep within them, the malevolent amusement and hunger, like the eyes of a spider contemplating a fly struggling in its web. Is anybody else a little bit aroused right now, or is that just... Is that just me? That's just you, because a spider's eyes don't look any way. Yeah, there's no malevolent amusement in a no. spider's eyes. That's some bullshit, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bad metaphor. Spiders just gotta eat. All I'm saying is, is that little kid that wrote this, man, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying you should kick children, but <laughs> they're supremely confident, those eyes. Confident. And without pity, don't look into them too deeply, or you'll begin to feel helpless and paralyzed with dread, losing your hope and your will to fight. Oh no, I hope that doesn't happen to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm already, I'm already there. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the devil doesn't try to tie me up or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Since you'll probably be just standing there staring at him in shock for a few moments having on some level expected for the ritual to fail, he'll initiate the conversation by asking you what it is you desire from him. Yo, what's up? <laughs> no, it's what do you desire? Um, well, devil, <laughs> I'd like to play a game. Oh, no, you're going to get Jigsaw with it? 
That's right. No, 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 no. Then I'll shatter the mirror and tell him that he only has a few seconds to figure out. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did kind of, we kind of sprung that on each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you can gather your wits enough to string together a coherent sentence, you should respond with something like, I wish to challenge you in a game of question and response. So like, I'm just going to go ahead and say that if you don't feel like you would be able to say anything if this actually works, don't attempt it. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to practice any kind of dark magic, you got to be confident. Yep. Right. At least as confident as the devil. Sure. Even if you don't get the words exactly right, he'll know what you mean, and he'll accept your request with a wide, predatory grin of anticipation. He's been playing this game for a long time, you see, and he's very good at it. Most humans, on the other hand, are very bad at it. This gives him a chance to, at the very least, thoroughly mess with your mind. And at most, well, we'll save that for the litany of shit that could go wrong. You'll have to play it very smart to avoid justifying his expectation. All right. The general rules to the game are very simple, with a few caveats that can make things more complicated. He'll begin by asking you a question. He always initiates the game. It can be anything from a piece of obscure trivia to a riddle to an extremely personal inquiry. Don't worry. You won't be immediately plunged into hell if you get the wrong answer or anything like that. As a matter of fact, he won't even tell you whether you got the answer right or wrong. After you've answered his question, you get to ask him one in return. Now, here's where the consequences of your response come in. If you answered his last question correctly, he will respond to your question as honestly and accurately as he is able. However, if you answered it incorrectly, he is free to lie to you as he sees fit. Perhaps if you've asked him something you're better off not knowing, he'll tell you the truth about it anyway. More likely, he'll feed you the most insidious, damaging lie he can come up with. Either way, after he's responded, he'll ask you another question, and the process will repeat over and over again until you decide to call it quit. Definite lawful evil in play. Yeah. Now, you may be sitting there thinking that it sounds fairly easy to get the information you need, all you have to do is wait for a question you can answer correctly, and then take that opportunity to ask him what you really want to know, ignoring everything else he's said. Well, it's not that simple. The devil will never give you an easy question, one that you can be completely sure of the answer to. He may instead give you questions that you have some vague knowledge of, that you think maybe you know the answer to but aren't really confident, thus forcing you to endlessly second-guess yourself, obsessing over whether or not you can trust the information that he gave you next. Perhaps you'll think that what he said was a lie, wish it was a lie, but be eternally consumed by doubt, unable to fully convince yourself that you were wrong. It's a weird high-concept game that the devil likes to play. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of my seventh-grade teacher. <laughs> or perhaps you'll have to make a huge choice based on the information that he gave you, and be tormented by fear and indecisiveness as you realize that your fate, and perhaps that of others as well, rests entirely upon whether or not you were able to correctly recall some arcane piece of trivia that you don't even remember now. You'll never remember the exact questions the devil asked you, by the way. That would make it too easy for you to go back and check on your responses. Or maybe... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's gonna, you know... Cloud your mind or something. I don't I don't know. You don't want to sell me death sticks. 
You want to go home and think about your life. I want to go home and think about my life. Or maybe, instead of testing your knowledge, he'll ask you something personal, something you even lie to yourself about. You'll answer back to him, thinking you've gotten the question correct. No, I don't resent my sister. Yes, I would turn the money in to the police, but he'll know better. He'll know better than you do that you're lying, and he'll lie to you in return. And you'll believe him. You'll believe him until you are no longer able to deceive yourself. And by then, it might be too late. Dun, dun, Does this segue dun. into the bad shit that could happen? Because this is kind of droning on. Eventually. I think it, that's it. The devil just kind of fucks with you in this weird psychological way. Or maybe, maybe he won't even give you a chance to get an accurate response at all. Maybe he'll just ask you endless strings of completely impossible questions making you more and more frustrated and disheartened as you realize you'll never be able to force him to tell you the truth. Questions like, what was the exact height of Mount Everest in centimeters in the year 1666? Or, what is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? Does he actually have that in there? It does. Although, knowing his sense of humor, if he ever asks the latter, he might consider African or European a correct response. There are a couple of ways to short-circuit this particular strategy, however. Additional rules and courses of action that make the game more interesting and prevent you from being stonewalled completely. Although in all honesty, he probably wants for you to try one of those options anyway. The first option is to ask him a riddle instead of a question. If you somehow manage to stump him, and he answers the riddle wrong or gives up, he'll be obligated to give you a truthful response to your next question. Why? That's just how the game works, yo. Lawful evil. Oh, right. If he answers the riddle correctly, once again, don't worry. He won't pounce on you like a sphinx or drag you into hell. What will happen is that he will get a pass, allowing him to lie in response to one question he would otherwise be obligated to answer truthfully. Honestly, if he gets a pass, he might as well just give up and quit the game right there. (laughs) It's nearly impossible to determine when he's telling you the truth under the best of conditions adding another layer of complexity by constantly trying to figure out when and if he's used his pass, it's about enough to make any normal person's brain explode. There's no way. Just forget it. The second option is for you to take a dare from him. All right. Oh, yeah, here we go. Got truth and dare with the devil, baby. Nice. Joe, you you want kisses, I know. Yeah. If you accept it and vow to follow through, then once again, he'll have to answer your next question truthfully. If you choose instead to reject it, He'll get another pass. Now, before you freak out and reject that whole idea completely, you should know that he won't ask you to do anything overly dramatic or unspeakably evil, like blow up a hospital or murder somebody. As a rule of thumb, most dares won't involve direct loss of life or any major felonies. However, they certainly won't be easy. Inflicting severe pain on yourself, doing something that terrifies the shit out of you, Cutting off a treasured relationship, publicly humiliating yourself or someone you love, all of these things and more. Things you might not even be able to imagine. How long is this game meant to last? Yeah, that's what I'm like, you know. I don't even have my phone. You don't have your phone. Are you supposed to like leave in the middle of the night? In the middle of your break-in. In the middle of your break-in, go do something publicly humiliating and then come back to get your answer? Is that how this works? I guess. (laughs) If you're willing to go that far, to put yourself in that kind of position, you'll get your answer. However, if he manages to come up with the one thing you know you simply can't or won't do, well, then once again, you might as well just quit. One last thing. 
don't think that you can just tell him you're going to do something and then not do it. If you accept a dare and then don't follow through with it, well, let's just say there will be consequences. Just suck it up and keep your promise, no matter what it was. Trust me, you're better off that way. Like, oh, okay, vague <laughs> threats. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's what the devil deals in is vague threats. Yeah, yeah. I'm still real curious, like, all right, we're playing this game with the devil, and the devil's like, answer your question, but you have to tell David he's an asshole and you can't be his friend anymore. And it's like, I don't want to do that, but I do want to get knowledge out of the devil and possibly kiss him. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> let me go out of the church that I've just broken into and, like, get my phone and then come back or like can we or like do i have to break into a different church on a different day for a follow-up appointment like how, how does this work i think the implication here is that if you agree to the dare then you can ask him a question and he has to answer honestly unless you've already gotten a pass or something oh sure um, okay. but then you are obligated to keep your end of the deal you have to later or vague consequences or vague consequences trust me you don't want them sure sure finally when you've either gotten the information you wanted or given up on it completely you may end the ritual by simply thanking the devil for accepting your request bowing politely at the waist and bidding him farewell the surface of the mirror will seem to swim and flicker for a moment and then you will be looking at your own reflection again. Only when you are absolutely certain that you're looking into your own two eyes again may you turn away from the mirror, flick the lights back on, and begin dismantling your protections. Now, and this is important, even if you haven't gotten the information that you wanted, you must end the ritual in this manner before 66 minutes have elapsed. Well, I suppose that technically you have 66 minutes and 6 seconds. Subtle, right? Hey. But if you're seriously going to try to cut it that close without any kind of timekeeping device, you're probably screwed anyway. I cannot emphasize enough how important it is that you keep to this time limit. I'll save the reason behind that for the end, but don't skip ahead. I've still got a few important tips on how to play. <sighs> okay. Number one, be very careful what sort of personal information you give out. Don't Try give not the devil to talk. your credit card number, right? <laughs> or your address. Yeah. Mother's maiden name. None of that. Yeah. Don't do that. Speaking as a banker. <laughs> Try not to talk about yourself, especially your emotions and problems, any more than absolutely necessary. This guy knows human psychology like the back of his hand, and he will get inside of your head. It's like talking to Hannibal Lecter. Give him enough to work with, and even if you don't believe a single word he says he will still find ways to fuck with your mind like nobody's business. If anything he asks Sounds good. <laughs> makes you even remotely uncomfortable, do not hesitate to lie through your teeth. There will be plenty of other questions. Except you know, earlier when he talked about how the devil will already know everything about you better than right. you know yourself. So, uh, you know, whatever. Why lie? Right. Yeah. On a similar note, try to keep the game on track and moving briskly. Unstructured interactions of any kind are to be avoided. Chances are that at some point he will try to draw you off on a tangent, discussing something that fascinates you, analyzing a response you've given him, or finding some other excuse to speak at length without moving the game forward. But that sounds cool and interesting to just shoot the shit with the devil on some subject that I find fascinating. Yeah, and probably a lot safer. Yeah. This is not only a waste of valuable time, but also another excellent opportunity to mess with your mind. 
If you choose to give him a riddle, use one you've made up yourself. If your riddle has ever been written down anywhere at all, from the pages of The Hobbit to some long-lost tome of ancient magic, he will already know the answer. That said, it still has to be a legitimate riddle with an answer that makes logical sense from some angle. You can't just ask something like what's green, has ten legs, and hops, then claim for some inexplicable reason that the answer was marshmallows. Nor can you ask him a straight question like what have I got in my pocket? He probably knows that anyway. There are no hard and fast rules to determine whether a riddle makes sense or not, but you're a reasonable human being. Your ancestors ate from the tree of knowledge. Please, for the love of crap, use common sense. Okay, then. If you choose to take a dare, there is a slight chance that the devil will ask you to do something seemingly easy. Deliver a letter, for instance, or scribble a ten-digit number in a public restroom stall. If he does ask you for something like this, and you have even a shred of common decency in you, do not accept. Chances are that he's using you to further some sinister plot, one liable to ruin a lot of lives and harm a lot of people. Who knows, maybe you're the type of person who really doesn't mind throwing an unknown number of total strangers under a bus to find out what you want to know, but at least be aware that that is what you're doing. I feel like if you're doing all this, then like, fuck it. Yeah. All bets are off. Right. Sure. Yeah. Last but not least, be very aware of the time. It might be helpful to do some practicing beforehand and get a feel for how long an hour is without a watch. The devil will probably put off discussing the things you're most keen to find out for as long as he can, and as you near the 66-minute deadline, he'll start trying harder and harder to distract you, captivate you, and otherwise keep you playing until it's too late. He'll string you along, feed you little glimmers of false hope, keep you thinking, just a few more minutes, I'm almost there. Don't fall for it. Don't go over the time limit, no matter what. Now, you might be thinking that this game really doesn't sound all that dangerous so far. Threats of psychological damage rarely seem to carry the same weight as threats of physical damage, even though their costs are often just as great. Hate to burst your bubble, but the game is far from safe. There are plenty of ways for you to seriously screw yourself over, both physically and mentally. Not to mention spiritually. And it is with these that I will conclude in the vain hope that they may make some sort of impression. First, while you are speaking with the devil, do not let him out of your sight. Keep staring into the mirror, no matter what happens. Oh, I won't. (laughs) (laughs) He will undoubtedly try various tricks to make you look away. You'll hear noises behind you, feel eyes on the back of your neck, see shadowy phantoms writhing in the depths of the mirror. A cold breath will blow upon you from behind, smelling like the crypt. A deep silence will settle, only to be interrupted by a loud smack directly behind your head, giving you about the worst jump scare you've ever had. Hell, the devil may even abandon a measure of his own dignified facade and give a sudden jump of feigned shock, shouting loudly and pointing behind you with a very convincing look of terror on his face. Whatever he might test you with, you must not look away from him. If you look away, if you lose sight of him completely, even for one second, you will look back at the mirror to find him gone. Well, not gone. Out of the mirror. In the room. What's the point of all the salt and shit if the devil can just go, oh God, there's a spider behind you, and then just get in the room anyway? <laughs> oh dear God, what is that thing? <laughs> what is that thing? <laughs> <laughs> exactly how much of your body the police will find in the next morning, and what state it's in, 
will depend entirely on the sort of mood he's in. I mean... (laughs) The same thing goes if you break any of the protections you laid down before beginning the ritual. Interrupting the circle of salt, letting the red string unwind, knocking over a candle, or letting one go out. Any of these things will free him from the mirror and then, well, you're all a bunch of creative horror junkies. I'm sure you can fill in the blanks. On a different topic, you may reach a point in the game, probably after a long series of maddeningly impossible questions, where the devil asks you the deceptively simple question, what is your full name? You must not give it to him. Names can be things of great power, although the devil will, of course, already know your name. Telling it to him yourself is akin to inviting a vampire into your home. What? Magic's weird. Your name, <laughs> your name is deeply synonymous with your own inner self. Thus, giving him your name is powerfully symbolic of giving him yourself. If you are foolish enough to make this mistake, all of your protections will be for naught, and he will seize upon your unwitting offer with malicious glee, stealing away your soul and dragging it back with him into hell. I've always liked the uh, fae version of that, where you run into a random fairy on the road and they ask, could I have your name? Mm. And you, you know, being a polite person, say, of course, and introduce yourself. And then suddenly you no longer remember who you are. Right. But you see some guy with your name walking off. Oh, for sure. Yeah. At least this way, the police will find a complete identifiable body. As a matter of fact, your vacant shell will be totally unblemished, seemingly having dropped dead of sheer terror. Last, but certainly not least, there's the matter of what happens if you go over the time limit. This That's is what I was waiting for. <laughs> this is arguably the worst thing you can do. You won't think so at first. The devil will give you no indication that you have in fact exceeded the time limit, and you will conclude the ritual as if nothing had gone wrong. Perhaps, as the devil's image in the mirror trembles and gives way, you'll see a particularly nasty, triumphant smirk flash across his face. But this will be easily dismissed as your imagination. You'll turn the lights back on, gather your belongings, and go to leave the room. But when you open the door, you will see nothing. That's right, nothing. Just a flat, white void extending infinitely in all directions. Only the room which was reflected in the mirror will now exist. Incidentally, If you turn back around to face the mirror again, you may catch a last glimpse of your own reflection. Perhaps it will even turn and favor you with a smirk and a cheeky wave before sweeping out the door into the perfectly normal church hallway outside. As you may have already figured out, you yourself are no longer in the church. Your soul is now trapped in the mirror, and the devil has taken the liberty of possessing your body— now that you are no longer using it. You can have my body if he wants it. I don't need it. Joe, I'm pretty sure you'd be all right with the devil taking possession of your body, if you know what I mean. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) Pound on the glass and scream all you like. You'll never get out on your own, and no exorcist can help you. But don't worry. It's not like you're in hell, right? At least, not necessarily. What you have to understand, see is that a human soul stripped bare of its flesh is a deeply volatile and vulnerable thing, especially when trapped in the land of the living. You are now an entity of purely mental properties, and as such, the barriers between what is real to you and what is imaginary have been completely dissolved. 
as you fill that reflected room with your anger, your sorrow, your fear at being trapped. These emotions will begin to coalesce, given form by your mind. If you're not particularly imaginative, these creatures may not be too terrible, may not be able to inflict too much horror and pain. With time, you may even be able to teach yourself to get rid of them. If, however, yours is a mind haunted by monsters, a mind that is vibrantly creative and imaginative and more than usually twisted, well, there's no telling what horrors might come clawing their way out of the maelstrom, tasting sweet release from the confines of your subconscious, hungering for your terror and suffering. They will refuse to be banished, dragging you kicking and screaming into an endless positive feedback loop of pain and fear. Needless to say, if you're a regular patron of websites like this one, or podcasts like this one, <laughs> you're probably pretty well fucked. That was my goal, so... <laughs> There's only one way to find release from the mirror and the world that you've created therein. They say that if you call to the devil once more and ask him to free you from the mirror, he'll be willing to take you out. On a date. For the usual fee, of course. Oh, the devil doesn't go Dutch? Guess not. That's fine. I'll treat. Who knows? Maybe if your imagination is twisted and powerful enough to create a personal hell that leaves you begging for the real thing, those talents might be put to good use. There are over 7 billion people in the world, after all. Even the devil himself can't be messing with all of their minds at once. Talented help is always appreciated. This took a weird turn. Of course, the corollary to your being trapped inside the mirror is that the devil now gets to do whatever he wants in your body until sunrise. I mean, oh, hey. yeah, I'm into that, and that's fine. <laughs> At around that time, your body will mercifully drop dead from the strain of the possession. Autopsy will probably identify the cause as some kind of coronary event. Don't get too relieved, though. He's perfectly capable of stirring up plenty of trouble in those few hours. For example, he may decide to do something big and dramatic, like purchase a large meat cleaver and go on a murder spree, starting with the names in your address book and working his way out to complete strangers if he has time. Or perhaps he'll focus on only one person, someone who trusts you completely, using your persona to get him or her alone and vulnerable and then, well, no need to describe it here. Once again, I'm sure you can think of a few things. Right. Starting <laughs> of this course. <laughs> yeah. This immortal, mm -hmm. powerful being... The only thing that, that he wants to do is fuck with you, right? a non-important person. And just the other random people in your town. Right. I mean, honestly, I can actually kind of see that. Imagine you're the devil. Right. Or even just a devil. You're a, an entity, immortal, powerful, trapped in hell. Right. But you have some influence and you, you know, you, you, you know that you're a powerful thing and some upstart shithead has the audacity to summon you. Mm -hmm. I would just not answer. Yeah. I, I would just be like, Fuck I off. mean, on the one hand, sure you could, maybe there's some sort of thing where once they've done all of these things and they do this in the right way, you have to buy ancient contract. Right. Or maybe you're just bored. Yeah. Either way. I wouldn't be though. If I was the Prince of Lies, right? If I was the devil from the Christian mythology, right? I would want world leaders. I mean, you've probably already got those people. I mean, really. Right. How do you think they got to be those world yeah. leaders? 
and this just low tier fuckery is just like your weekend right yeah this is just taking somebody out for a test drive yeah well i mean everybody's working for the weekend it's true damn it kane <laughs> god damn it <laughs> of course there's also a chance he won't lay a finger on any of your loved ones instead deciding to do something a little more subtle more insidious like drop off a few nondescript unmarked packages on certain doorsteps in the dangerous part of town or locate a particular dusty age-yellowed text in the storeroom of your local library and intentionally misfile it in the young adult literature section or whisper seven very choice words into the ear of the distracted-looking young redhead waiting for the 3 a.m. subway train. Or maybe he'll decide that, in this age of waning superstition, not enough people are getting interested in his game, ah, and the go. knowledge of them is in danger of being lost. Maybe he'll decide he needs to get the word out a bit more, do a bit of networking, attract some new suckers, <clears throat> challengers. Maybe he'll take a quick peek at your browser history, See where the impressionable, curious minds are hanging out these days. Maybe he'll even write a quick tutorial, in modern parlance rather than some inscrutable, obsolete demonological text, post it on the internet, and see how many bites he gets. <laughs> Maybe I really shouldn't have gone there. But if you've made it this far without shying, a little twist at the end isn't going to put you off, is it, dear reader? I'm sure there are plenty of intrepid adventurers among you with burning questions you'd like answered. And you're all a smart bunch. You know the pitfalls. You know the conventions. You live and breathe this sort of thing, do you not? There's no way you'd fall into any of the obvious traps, right? You're not some dicker Jane off the street, after all. You'd be bringing a whole new level of competition. You would... Oh... Excuse me, just a moment. I think I hear someone calling for me. What? You want out that badly already? Must be one hell of an imagination you've got on you. Perfect. All right, well, this actually got better at the end. Yeah, the ending was pretty cool. <laughs> really? I thought it was kind of a cheesy twist, but... Man. Yeah, well, that's because you don't like good things. <laughs> I mean, obviously not, I do brainworms podcast <laughs> right. i think it would have been better if it had ended just at the uh you'd be bringing a whole new level of competition yep like the whole part where he says i hear someone calling for me thing that, that was, was you could leave that shit out yeah. that was laying it on a little thick and up until that point though i was like oh wow this got fun <laughs> yeah yeah i was thinking the same thing like yeah like huh this took a turn i wasn't expecting and i'm i'm pretty excited about this and then he was like what you went out already yeah 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 and i mean it's not like somebody would do this and then i don't know record a podcast no of course to spread not. the signal even further joe <laughs> <laughs> he has been talking about how sexy the devil is it's true uh, i don't know what you're talking about joe are you currently being skin ridden by Old scratch. Define skin ridden. <laughs> <laughs> this went on a long time. Yeah, it did. So here's my thing. I don't think that you're not allowed to bring time devices. I think that that's perfectly fine. I think that the devil doesn't want you to bring time devices. Right. Because then you, you won't know when the 66 minutes is up. I mean, clearly we can't trust any of this. Right. right. Yeah, no, we can't. <laughs> 
bringing like 17 watches. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> well, there it is. We, we did it. Yeah, that was fun. We learned how to, to summon the devil. If you tried this at home, listeners, which you absolutely should, you can let us know in the YouTube comments where you should also like, subscribe, and click the bell. Nice. Or you can go to wegiveyoubrainworms.com and help us spread our satanic message by supporting us on Patreon. Or jump into our funky, fresh Discord and talk about how handsome the devil is. Nice. Tell us all about your attempts at summoning the devil. Yeah, tell us all about it. Yep. I guess that's it. Does anybody have anything to add? Are we done here? No, I think we're good. Right. I think that pretty much covers it. Yeah, Hell Satan. Hail Hail Satan. Satan. And we're sorry. This has been a production of Brainworms Presents. Any copyrighted content contained within is used for purposes of review. Brainworms Podcast is David Combs, Kane Magdalene, Christian Schaefer, and Joseph Wells. The theme music is HodgePodge Number 1 by Brian Davis. If you like what you heard and can support us and learn about our other projects at WeGiveYouBrainworms.com or by leaving a review on your favorite listening app. Satan in red is dancing with me.